Salams, y'all. Welcome to Zina's Bukala, a duty to memory and possibility. This podcast is both a call to remember what's always been sitting deep within our bones and an invitation for new stories to emerge, an opportunity to speak ourselves and our futures into existence. It's for the stories that you'd never hear about in school, for the words that move us forward into healing and liberation. And it's most definitely a nod to our ancestors. All right, y'all, season two, episode five. I'm really, really excited to have Tongo, Ice, and Martin with us tonight. How you doing? Right on, I'm good, I'm good. Tongo is a poet, an educator, an organizer, and a movement worker. Your work centers on issues of mass incarceration, extrajudicial killings of black people, and human rights. You've taught at detention centers across the country. You've published collections like Someone's Dead Already. I think I have that copy. Heaven is All Goodbyes, Blood on the Fog. You have a curriculum called We Charge Genocide Again that's been used for both educational and organizing purposes. And you're a part of the film Reentrification. if I got that right. If you want to tell us a little bit about that later on. And you're also the co-founder of the Black Fighter Press um, with the one and only Ali Jones, in which y'all are focusing and lifting up black and brown revolutionary writing, consciousness, and radical imagination. Phew. And you're also the SF Poet Laureate since yes. January 2021. Woo, woo. My on that one. Right on. So, you know, I was doing a little research, as always, before this episode, and I realized that actually today marks 52 years since the funeral of George Jackson. That mm. happened right here in Oakland. Mm. He was a leader of the San Quentin Black Panther branch. He was killed by prison guards during a, a prison rebellion. He was in jail for serving a one-year-to-life sentence for stealing $70. Yeah. Ten years prior to that, he wrote Soledad Brother, which is a foundational text. I can't speak to it because I ain't read it, but it's on my to-do list. You know, I was just going to lead with, this is the last couple of days of Black August, but then Mm -hmm. I realized also how important today, August 28th, is. So, yeah, what what is Black August? Mm -hmm. You can give folks a little context to, to what that is to you. Right, so this this is a real rough working definition, you know, to, to live by. Nevertheless, <laughs> I'm sure a gang of people could put it better than me. But basically, Black August is a month that is to be spent in kind of in in contemplation, in study, you know, in exercise and in fasting to reorient ourselves around revolutionary struggle. You have George Jackson assassinated in August. His brother was killed trying to set him free, Mm. I think a year prior also in August. I think the Nat Turner Rebellion was also launched in August. So if you go through history, a lot of black revolt happens in August. So that that's the, the main idea in the in the generator. Mm. It's a month of kind of like of, of discipline. And this month, I got to see you earlier this month at the stage reading of uh, uh, Tupac and Biggie Are Dead. So yeah. shout out to your brother, who's yeah. also an artist. I mean, that's all I know about him right now is that he wrote a really beautiful play. So it's yeah, a family he thing. Is, he is a better man than me. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say that about you? Nah. <laughs> it's just one way. And he doesn't have to because it wouldn't be true. You oh. know what I'm saying? He is for sure, the, I should say, the superior human being. 
Dang. He's a genius. A really brilliant writer. Yeah, really yeah. Sad. He's heavy, yeah. He's doing, it's a lot of, uh, he's doing a lot of work to kind of, to digest Pac and Biggie's lives. I think there, there, there hasn't yet been kind of, you know, kind of a proper eulogy for them. I mean, we know them as like kind of a, a peak almost of, of like rap dominance in a mm. competition, therefore like who will hold sway, you know? But, right. you know, them just kind of really being a, a, a kind of a climax of our generation, that kind of potential that you saw in the 90s, kind of cultural figures who existed, you know, who were beyond the structural life of the society. And when you look at kind of just like how you know, brilliant they were both artistically and just kind of, you know, powerful, at least a possible politics, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, they they really were a, a heavy, a heavy loss. And so it's good to, you know, to go back and and properly, you know, digest them. As well as through the you know, through the play he's, you know, he unpacks a lot of these other kind of like landmarks in, in black life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super layered. So like yeah. one sentence means so much, it's so many things. Yeah, telling me sharp, man. And that's how your poetry is too, though. Right on, right on. I feel that when I listen to him, like, wait, I gotta listen to that again because I think he said four things and that one. <laughs> See, if you read between the lines, I'm just doing an impression of my brother. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All comes back to right on. He is a greater man than you, according to you, according to you. Where is that? Three out of four doctors agree. Three out of four doctors, <laughs> or nine out of ten dentists. Right. There's a, I forget, where did I read this? The artist must take sides. Did you do a workshop with, I think this is a workshop you did with Boots Riley. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I feel like you bring up, you bring up like on your Instagram page on different, you know, okay, so I went down the rabbit hole. Right? I was going <laughs> down the rabbit hole. So I don't know where I got all my information right now. Now it's getting a little jumbled, but... You know, you said something along the lines of, as culture workers, we do the best work when we give our talents over to 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 the practice and the work of liberation. So, mm -hmm. like when we're in service to the cause, is when we do the best work. And you mentioned in one of your interviews, Paulo Freire, and what he says that you know our work is to constantly reflect and and act upon the world in order to transform it. Mm -hmm. How do you live that? I mean, yeah, what does that mean to, well, to be an instrument of liberation? I guess what, what, uh, what might be some actionable intel, you know. <laughs> I, I, find, I find it best to, to kind of, you, you take the different threads, really, of humanization, and you, you know, you learn the rules, the ropes, the trenches of that thread, the theory, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, just just really give a whole effort there and then give the same due to the next. So instead of trying to think of myself as uh, I'm a revolutionary poet and how can I do this groovy, singular exercise as such it's like okay the, the the bottom line is you really are either a revolutionary or counter-revolutionary not unheroically necessarily as you know engaging in, in like counter-revolution and not necessarily heroic engaging in you know revolutionary praxis but at all times one side is benefiting the oppressor or the oppressed come you know comes at like even out of this, out of this situation right here, you know what I mean. Either the oppressed are going to get stronger, or the oppressor is going to get stronger. It's like, 
you know, we do we do well to be that austere with our with ourselves. So being appropriate to that social reality, what process do I have to join in, in order to not really to not be a tool of mine other people's oppression? And that is to join a revolutionary collective action praxis, immersion, you know, study on it on on and on and on, right? And so at all times that's the thread I keep going, which is important, especially like when you have a knack for something, it's important to move outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And that's partly where we actually an inhibition grows. Like a suffocation of our potentials because, you know, if I only color within the lines of, you know, really like a bourgeois permitted craft. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's like, you know, I, I start to, I, I, sh- I shrink my worldview. Or put another way, how cool is it to be me if they got kids in the cages, right? So if I spend all my time just like, okay, how do I get on and stay on and get bigger and stay bigger, you know, and I don't interrupt that ambition when I find out something extremely terrible is going on, that actually comes back and chews up my mind. You can't live in this kind of compartmentalization or dissociation and it not chew up the consciousness. And I guess I, you know, I got a, a, a head start because of my sensitivity to, to language. I like, I, I, I see my mind collapsing, <laughs> you know what I mean, quick. I'm like, well, I, I'm not, if my, like, if my powers of analysis suffer, it's instantly legible to me, right? So... All that to say, almost in a way, it's almost like selfishly, you can actually, you do better as an artist because you do better as an open mind. Mm. And the only way to pull that off is to really, is for your mind to really mingle with all of the bigger pictures, you know what I mean? Especially the, the ones of social, you know, realities of social contradiction. So for better or for worse, you know, whether it fails or succeeds, effective, or it's just like a historical tangent, I'm going to always be engaging in some type of uh, political action and giving it as, as um, I say, like just I don't know, giving as much energy as I give anything else, if not, if not more. Mm-hmm. So then based on... You know, you're from the city. I feel, I feel like I ain't say. I feel like I, I feel like I need to say something more specific, man. But they could just uh, take my general word for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll come back. You know, we'll, it's, we'll figure it out. We'll right, come back. Right on, right on. So you're from you're from the city. You're from mm-hmm. San Francisco. You're from a city that's you know under siege, <laughs> if we can say, by by so many forces. And yeah. you're also a phenomenal poet. You're also somebody who's deeply rooted and grounded in movement work. And so what what came first for you? You know, you, you know who's a, a, a greater human being than, than both me and my brother? Oh, snap. You know, the, 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 the even bigger fish <laughs> would be my mother, you mm-hmm. know, who was a, you know, un, uncut 60s, like revolutionary. So I wouldn't necessarily say like organizing or movement work comes first as much as just like revolutionary consciousness was my baseline, you know, or my immune system, kind of mental immune system. 
And the mandate was really regardless of whatever you do, it, it needs to be in service of your people, you know. So in that way, that was the, the, the kind of like the orientation that really launches both paths, you know, both as organizer and and artist. I think like I was, you know, and it's, so you have like a, you know, you can have a revolutionary mothering to a certain extent, like a, you know, like a revolutionary village that, that kind of, that kind of raised me or at least a whole bunch of people that just have no problem looking at the institutional reality, you know, looking at the landscape and saying, okay, we're not sending our kids to none of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or we're gonna create the cultural life of our kids yeah. and whoever else wanna send their kids to us, right? Yeah. And in that way, it kinda, you know, it's another head start in imagination, just kind of like that being, that being the standard for engaging reality not accepting what is projected or what what's kind of forced on you and creating, you know, just kind of determining reality collectively. Like this gives you a different relationship to your imagination, one in which it's like, well, I can look at anything and find anything unacceptable I want and tell you how it it should go. So this would this would be useful, you know, in, in, in you know, engaging reality as a poet. I'll just say it's just an interesting. It's an interesting cooperation that you know. At the end of the day, really, is just like can all just be credited to all of these groovy people, you know, who are about consciousness more than fitting or conforming or normalizing. Really, what was just the uh, the slow genocide of the '80s and '90s? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Hearing you say that, I'm like, how much time and energy did you not have to waste as a grown person, like, was, un like, deprogramming, you know? Because I think so much of the work that, that people have to do is looking for the truth through, through the mess. And mm -hmm. to be raised in a village like that and to have your mind open and your minds, like, especially at a time when you're flexible and you're mind is malleable and to mm -hmm. think outside the box is like dang so how much time did you not then have to waste like in your early Man, 20s of like oh, all those lies but look at this look at this though you know like uh, like like in some ancient wisdom says like those closest to enlightenment be the farthest away you know what i mean in their in their day-to-day -day and, and you know so it's like a cat can have be steep and i have the whole the whole you can have the whole pantheon of, you know, canon of revolutionary thinkers and heroes and heroines all in your head, but if you're not synthesizing it mm. appropriately, mm. if you're not synthesizing it in a principled way, you will end up, you know, practicing the same individualism that anybody else would. And also, you know, when you start with the conclusion, like, I am tweaking. <laughs> you know I, mean? <laughs> I have been going about this all wrong and you like and, and now the path is is okay I, I'm I, I gotta you know I gotta be a good instrument of the people mm. you can make light years of progress and even come up with better ideas because you're coming from a more like humble place. So while yes 
I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm grateful every day, you know, that, uh, of what, you know, I'm grateful every day that, that uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X was literally my bedtime, bedtime story, story, you know, that's, that's groovy, um, but not nowhere, not prerequisite. Not doesn't get you anywhere closer to the finish line because ultimately, you know, even like you know, they say like a revolution doesn't end. Even with you know, even when let's say people really take power away from a ruling class, that's not the end of the revolution. It's constant. It's a constant evolution, basically, of setting up structures that are just that just kind of protect and nurture human need. Right and curiosity, you know, so it's like it's a never-ending process. And almost in a way, you know, there's a good, there's a groovy book called Zen Mind, Beginner Mind. Okay. And, and the whole assertion is that it is kind of from that, you know, if you take, no matter how expert you are in something, if you kind of keep the lens of, man, I need to do better, I need to learn, you actually come to more useful conclusions for mm-hmm. others instead of just kind of like calcifying, you know, behind, you know, calcifying your own self-professed expertise. You know what I mean? You really need, it's like a living lens, uh, all of this requires, man. So, but you know, it's not to say I don't, I wouldn't get on my knees and thank all there is to thank, you know, but I, at the same, at the same time, you know, everywhere, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And even like those who like we look at, at you know, it was interesting. I, I met some comrades from Venezuela, and they were like, you know, hardcore chavistas. You know what I mean? With it, you know. And their first political activity. Now, you know what I mean? Like these are hardcore anti-imperialists. Mm-hmm. But the first move they ever busted was like a. Some kind of sit in in a mall or something, you know what I mean? We start somewhere. I mean, even like the greats, like yeah. you know, Fred Hampton was in the like NAACP as an even younger person. So it's like we all start, we all start somewhere. The the most important thing is just kind of the process that you have that you stick to that that helps you evolve and helps you all like collectively evolve. What'd you say in one of these interviews that made me laugh? You make me laugh. You said. <laughs> The problem with being a poet is what to do with the other 23 hours of the day. Oh, I didn't say that. I was quoting somebody else who said that. Oh, you were quoting somebody else. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Crack, they cracked me up then. What is your political, what does your political education look like? Because I feel like mm-hmm. whenever I listen to you speak or whenever I hear one of your poems or I'm over here going down the rabbit holes and looking at all these interviews, it's like, dang, you just know a lot and you connect a lot of... You connect a lot of dots, right? So, so there's a there's a uh, like I think there's a probably a few. There's probably a dozen, you know, a dozen ways to go about political education that actually should all be kind of deployed at certain points. I, I would say first, it is important to get a good grounding in the classics, you know, mm-hmm. and to study, and, and, and it can be self-study, you know, it can be in-depth study with yourself, you know, collectively is is probably better, you know, um, but, you know, like, there's no way around, like, you know, read the wretched of the earth, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, no way around it, 
You might as well read what is to be done by Lennon, you know what I mean? Like, these classics will actually direct you around, you know, like, because somebody's always quoting somebody. Right. And so you just, you know, you, you bounce kind of classic to classic to just kind of build a good, a good baseline. Um, and then, of course, there's nothing like putting what you read in practice, right? So tying, you know, tying your studies to to some kind of activity is also, I mean, almost like not just necessary, it's, you know, foundational. Another groovy way I've seen and I do myself is steeping yourself in an issue as it arises. Like Parker Elementary. Like Parker Elementary, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to pull off that occupation, right, where, okay, what is... And actually, that that uh, a lot of that f uh, flowed from organizing work and study of privatization of the school system mm. in Oakland and coalitions to resist that. Right. So you know, where where you know, in 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 order to engage in that struggle, well, let's look at what happened in Chicago. Let's look internationally. You know, because there there's actually there's a couple of these operations that continue to this day. I think in Puerto Rico. They took and occupied a school that was going to be closed down, and it became a music school that continues to this day. And there was there's some somewhere else, I'm blanking. So you you uh, you, you know you study you, you study these models and other things that are that are kind of like that that might be relevant, especially to you know like what you're doing. So it can be like okay, let me learn you know as much about this pressing issue. But it could also be like, let me learn about like, so if we're having, say we're having a problem with the way the leadership of a move is structured. Well now, okay, what worked here? What worked there? What worked, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That That's also, so almost like, you know, as issues arise is a good way to gear. And there's also, you know, like, I think right now, it, it's time to do a lot, you know, there are, there's, there's kind of like an epochal shift, right? So we, you know, we're, we're kind of right now, we're oriented towards like the original domestic colonies of the United States, like the original ghettoization, like the de like what flowed from 70s deindustrialization when now things are moving, right? Because now we getting moved to the, you know, the, the peripheral, you know, kind of sites and municipalities, you know? So it's like, okay, we have to study, like, well, what, what is the political economy? Like, what's the real, what, what's life in Antioch right now? Right. And how's it moving? What's life in Stockton right now? You know, that, so actually, like, kind of new study, new diagnosis is, is also crucial. Again, though, synthesized from, you know, the, the, the kind of, like, the basics, like, and there's also, you know, it's also good to kind of study pushback you know like like what the other side like said. counter right uh -huh. like the what, what the you know what the the kind of what the opposition is doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? i get lazy with that research but, that, but man you got to, we got to know what yeah. what you know what 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 they're i mean shoot then you also like you know like the importance of studying climate catastrophe mm -hmm. you know it creates almost like literally creates the fields of struggle you know, just based on, you know, how everything's getting reshuffled and how resources is about to get more and more scarce and, you know, more and more, you know, 
lives are, are, are about to operate in, in permanent ruin, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I would say just like, you know, I, I guess the a guiding principle is just like, you know, learning what you need, like learning according to what you need for the task. At, all at the same time, though, like, you know, dealing with the basis. People skip too much. Like, you can't skip straight up. <coughs> Uh, public service announcement. <laughs> okay. A little PSA. There are some, you know, some of these terms are cool and catchy, you know, but, mm. you know, you can't skip straight to abolition. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, socialist revolution is what, you know what I mean? We got to learn about these things yeah. and learn from the people, you know, oh, I'm a car cabral, you know, crucial, you know, everybody got has to read uh, Unity and Struggle, this type of thing, like, don't overlook the classics to to jump to kind of like movement culture that's more comfortable for you or seems more familiar. You know, we can't just... Or trendy. Even. You already know, you know. Unity and Struggle. That's the name of a workshop you you, you do. Did I see that? Yeah, see, did I see that like, on here? It is. It's on there, you know. Like, I like to subliminally suggest things in the course of how to get down. Yeah, we were doing a series of... of um, it was really more like neighborhood conversations in Hunter's Point. Mm. I mean, it was like, you know, like, man, another thing studied this 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 neo-Confederate. I mean, rest in peace to the um the, the three black people that was just killed in Jacksonville, right? Like my cousin mm. was murdered in St. Paul, Minnesota in 2021 by a, a white supremacist. And and this white supremacist got found guilty of second degree murder and the judge only gave him 360 days in jail, right? So what we we gotta, we, we, we have to understand this, this uh, almost like primary ingredient mm. of the U.S. Uh, settler colonial project is ultra violent white supremacy. I, I don't even wanna say ultra cause it makes it sound like it's something special you know, or something new. So I would talk, you know, in the, in the course of the, we did a little crash course on white supremacist movements uh, in the in the Unity and Struggle uh, discussion series. But it, that was really more, more than just kind of like one way education. The idea was more to, you know, like let's just, let's just tap in with each other, you know, yeah. curriculum that you have um we charge genocide again is that a curriculum that's used for like young people like it's kind of a one size fits all okay. you know i mean really really it so it was to kind of add, uh, back to my mother <laughs> it, it was uh my, back, to my the great. back to the greatest my mother actually so it was it was really trippy you know because like a revolutionary really don't retire you know mm. So this was around the um, Trayvon Martin. So it was like a little bit after. And my mother just kind of just sitting there was like, has anybody actually collected the numbers on extrajudicial killing of black people? Like collected them, organized them, and extrapolated meaning from them, right? And she couldn't find it. So she just started, you know, poking around and, and and started getting case after case after case after case, and uh, and put and ended up putting this study together. Actually, 
some people may have heard of. So so there was a time in the um, when Mike Brown got killed. And in some of these protests, there were signs that said every 28 hours. Mm-hmm. And like every 28 hours, a, a black person is killed by, you know, police or some surrogate of the police security, you know, vigilante and this type of thing. So that came from her study. It, it's oh, called yeah. Operation Ghetto Storm. It showed it. And actually, it probably was more than every 28 hours, but to be like academically responsible. She didn't count the times that no race was given on the victim of the police violence, you know. But if you look at where it happened, you could probably surmise. So so it's like, you you know, and so the, the curriculum, We Charge Genocide Again, which I took just from that We Charge Genocide, that indictment that William Patterson, you know, he got together with Robeson, W.B. Du Bois, they submitted to the U.N., like, the U.S. is genociding us, right? There's a good book called We Charge Genocide that is just the indictment along with this really, really powerful preamble. I highly recommend another thing to study. Okay. You know what I mean? You get the We Charge Genocide and just read that preamble, you know? I mean, then it goes case by case of, you know, making the case. That the, that the United States is guilty of all of these different definitions of genocide, whether it be like murder or creating conditions that make it hard to live or moving, you know, taking, stealing kids, you know what I mean, this type of thing. Um, and so, uh, but my, the curriculum was just to uh, supplement like the study so that it, it like, you know, kind of give an ideological framework, you know, point out, you know, some of the numbers and just then, you know, whoever is going through it can actually use it in different ways. So it could be like the prompts could be just for discussion if you all just want to sit around and talk. If you if you want to use, the prompts could also be used even like creative writing, mm-hmm. you know, or some kind of expository writing. It was kind of like use it however you, you need. Again, it was just to help put a frame around the, all the numbers. Just... Again, kind of like give people more of a, a living relationship to the information, which ultimately really is what like education should do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I met you, we met in 2013 at a training camp in Montana led by Man. indigenous women, rest in peace to Undeb. And then I saw you recently perform at a conference. You are one of the organizers at Safe Parker Elementary. People gravitate to you and people from really diverse backgrounds like you. And <laughs> you move really seamlessly and you connect with people uh-huh. that are so different. Like how, I don't know if this is a fair question no, to ask, it is but. Fair, hey, I, you know, it is. I mean, I really do just kind of go with the flow, you know? <laughs> like, like that's the real answer. Like, 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 like so, so like I get to Montana by going to Mississippi. I was gonna ask you how the hell did yeah, you yeah. get so, to Montana? So I, I was doing organizing work in in in, uh, in Mississippi, right? You know, a, you know, a big part of organizing is going to organizing conferences. You yeah. know what I mean? I went to represent the organization I was with in Jackson, Mississippi. I went to this conference called, I think they used to call, I don't know if it's still around, they call it like Roots and Remedies or something like that. It was in San Antonio. And, you know, we just building with folks, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I shouldn't have said the name of the conference, because if I was to roast just a tiny bit, 
Rose, just a tiny bit. Constructive feedback is important. I'm gonna say it might not have been the kind we're getting. It might not have been. The, it might have just been the flavor of the teens. You know mm. what I mean? That might just have been where movement was, but it seemed like very funding oriented. Mm-hmm. Which you know, when, and so I, I, I'm, you know, I, I can turn into a little bit of a class clown. You know, when I'm uncomfortable with what's going on, so I started acting a little delinquent. You know. I went to alternative school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I started, I started going with that type of person. Now, I mean, not disrespectful, but definitely also just like, what is this? There was a, a couple of indigenous sisters in there that basically started like class clowning together, you mm-hmm. know? And they just, you know, they we, we just kind of clicked up that way. And they said, you should come, we're, we're, we're having this training in Montana. You should come up there, right? I, you know, why not? You know, that's 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 how I ended up there. But I I, I think like ultimately there is like a universal human nature, mm. or underneath all of this like really normalized terror, there is a a natural. I don't I don't want to get to you know I can see. I could see my mother now, like, bro, you better not kumbaya this shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen to but, mama. But I think, like, or, or, or we put it to put it different, I think, like, man, you know, if as best I can, my kind of way of going about life is just about exploring and trying to open myself. Like, I think people of different walks are attracted to that process, mm. you know? So it's just like, yeah, we might not have a, a billion things in common, but we can't. We can all have the same anti-imperialist path. See, I think Miles are like that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to Miles a thousand times. But you know, we can have the same anti-imperialist path. We can have the same, you know, kind of path of just an internal cultivation and just, you know. Making making ourselves, you know, kinder to ourselves and others, you know, we we can all experiment with, you know, what consciousness can do as far as with art, you know, like, and so I I think it's just when people people can sense like, oh, here's a cat who's on a genuine path, it'll like uh, attract certain people, or at the very least, like it, you it'll wind you into other people's paths, and y'all will. Walk side by side for a little while before you know the universe sends y'all in different directions. This type of thing, man. Yeah, but I think it's more like you know there there are common trajectories, you know, and ways about going about life that'll move you through different strata. Oh, mm. uh, I should say it a bit. Uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of people who don't like me. <laughs> like, there are a lot of people who what who don't like who you. Don't like me, bro. I would never say I'm on the other side of the rainbow. You know what I mean? Like, man, like, no I, like bro, it's you know, I, I am. We all got haters, man. I think we need haters. I think haters keep you. I don't know, man. I think there's something about haters that keeps you honest, and there's things about haters that, I mean, some of my haters have taught me the most important lessons, and so you know what. Yeah, we all need man. people shout that don't like 
now speaking to your poetry, I feel like, you know, your words are just like echoing off the buildings and the landscape of San Francisco. And yet your words are going to resonate deeply with folks outside of the Bay. And so when you're speaking about this, like universal human nature, this like anti-imperialist stance, like what is it that people from conversations you've had, like what is it that people resonate with outside of the Bay about a story that is so deeply ingrained and birthed in the Bay? Mm. I mean, you know, every fiefdom has, you know, has something singular about it. But San, San Francisco, though it might be like heavier on some in, in certain social ingredients, it's not above the the the, the rules and regulations of, of imperialism, mm. you know, of, of a, a settler colonial project, right? And so there, you know, you know, my analysis is going to be cousin to analysis of, you know, anybody that just wants to look realistically at, you know, what's going on. So in a way, I think there is just, you know, there there's a certain, like, universality of just a, of a revolutionary consciousness sorting through a, land, a landscape. And and then also at the same time, I think if not the 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 topography or the social topography, the lens can also be universal. So even if there's like nothing in there that 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 is you know kind of uh, culturally familiar to you, there's still like an attempt to see all of the bigger pictures that have made their way that have converged into this image, right? Or all of the, the backstories that meet in this scene, right? Like that is, I'm again, like kind of back to the, back to the kumbaya, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's almost like human birthright, man, to just like, you know, to play with perception and to see and, and play with perceptions and see how they, they dance together and make some kind of, you know, make some kind of music with word with words accordingly, you know. If I was to freestyle and answer, you know. Maybe it's groovy. You like that word groovy. That's my favorite word. I hear you saying I don't know why. Bring it back. You know what I think? I think because at a certain age, you, you like age out of slang. Um, like it would make like I don't even know what they say. What do they say? Instead of groovy. My Real last dope. bus stop was it was lit. That was, it was <laughs> the lit. last time. They still I, say lit. Did people still say Young lit? People okay, still say all right. Lit. I feel like we should come up with something new Thanks by it. now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not right. Says so it's like at a certain point you just like it's too. I'm too old to you know. Okay. So I gotta. <laughs> I have to create my own slang universe. Hold up to it. And uh. uh Man, a good trick. You can always use words that came even before you. Mm. See when you when you bring the retro in, you know, cool is cool, <laughs> you know. So you can says so go embrace your age, but go even deeper. <laughs> go beyond, you know what I mean? Take your mama's words. Man, for real. Your grandma's words. Man. You know, you got a unique style. This is a great, great segue, Tongo. Look. When you're up there reciting your poetry, I don't even know if I could say reciting. That doesn't even feel like the right word to say because it just, you said it's like a meditation. Like it's not even rehearsed, but mm -hmm. I see you hands in your pocket, real casual, your tempo and your rhythm kind of like you get into it and it builds up. 
And there's moments where I can see you're like surprising yourself. You crack yourself up. <laughs> you literally crack yourself up when you're performing. And there really seems to be this like surrendering of your ego, like surrendering in the moment to the message. And honestly, like, I, it's like you really become that vessel for spirit. And I was watching your segment from, um, again, down the rabbit holes, from uh, the Museum of the African Diaspora. And what you said actually really helped me understand what I was seeing, you know? Like you said something about getting to a place of being emotionally double-jointed, like being able to like reset on every word and take what's available from the energy of the moment. And I'm like, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, like what happens to you when you perform and like what kind of transformation are you hoping people go through when they experience one of your readings? Because people are transformed. I don't know if you have hopes and dreams for it, but... Well, then let me just go on and <laughs> let me go on and break the uh, uh, another Santa Claus does not exist you know I mean? <laughs> in the line of disappointments. There's 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 really like a almost like a, a like a very down to earth practical walk that's just geared towards you know really just like being where you are. So wherever like wherever it goes, ultimately I'm I'm really just figuring out ways to do right by the energy or express mm. just the energy that I'm feeling right in that second as it combines with that specific line right in that moment. And I let it I let them kind of meet. And then there, there might be a kind of an evolution of, or, or really there's an experiment to run. So, you know, you have a little train of thought and you have a certain maybe, you know, like altitude of, of intensity. And when they meet in a genuine way, they actually are then like a bridge to different experiments now that experiment might be an experiment of of energy of like kind of seeing how i can sustain how you can sustain or even build or even lessen the intensity to create an, another kind of genuine moment it might be an experiment of kind of just like illustrating the thought it might be even, there's even like kind of a subtle, uh, like you don't sing or try to sing, but just in the kind of like the call and response within just presenting an idea, there are kind of little subtle melodies. And so you can like run a little kind of experiment uh, a, a melody and almost at, at the same time, like the objective in the first place, or a secondary objective, um, is is uh, is finding a new experiment to run mm. with the poem, or with the part of, uh, or, or with the with the part of uh, of the poem. But it's just like now the the you know what we are contending with or dancing with, and actually come to cooperate with, is how we you know, defend ourselves usually. The personality we cough up to protect us in this mm. type of thing. 
And this is like all the time. This is constant. Like, and and so, you know, when you start doing something groovy, <laughs> that muscle flexes. Like, oh, let me. How can I make us strong off of this? Or this sounds good. Or this feels good. How can I make us successful off of it? Whatever. Right. It's at that point. That's when you let it go, mm. right? And let the next kind of you just disappear. And just allow, you know, some a, a new kind of representative of the line to to appear based on now what wherever the remnants of that energy was, or maybe if it's the same, or and and where the the kind of like the meandering uh, uh, train of thought of the actual lines um, goes. So it's just like it's like nothingness. <laughs> Experiment nothingness. Mm. Nothingness, experiment nothingness is is really the the pattern. And so just sticking close to the rules, it goes to all kind of different um, places. But it's not like, let me tell you, you know why I put my hands in my pockets? Why? Because I, I, I got into a car accident. Mm. Uh, someone hit me on the Bay Bridge on some goofy shit, like, like, like unnecessarily. Along with the haters, uh, shout out to just <laughs> man. That was man, you know, did me dirty for no reason, you know, co- completely unnecessary crash, right? And and so, um, like, like this shoulder is an illusion. It doesn't really exist. Like, it's not connected right here. Like, this is there's gaps. In the actual shoulder, uh, they had to like move my bicep. You know, it's not functional in the same way. You know, so it's like for a long time. You know, because you see, you can, I, I probably have been speaking with my hands a little bit, mm-hmm. so you can imagine when even more energy is going through a palm. Like, and so by the time I finish, get off a microphone, like my shoulder would be killing me. So I started putting the hands in the pockets. Just to keep, you know what I mean? <laughs> to keep it, you know, to to, to keep from messing my shoulder up a, as I as I perform. That's really how it started. But see, what I stumbled onto was there's like this interesting sweet spot of expression that you don't intend to physicalize, and kind of like, and in a way, then it it, it gives you like a half step towards. A genuineness, because mm-hmm. then it's like a, a, a energy that you're not gonna also try to take advantage of. So, it's like when you take the physical, um, when you take physical output off the table, now there's like a, there's just like a kind of like an interesting loop or discussion of energy that just takes you to really interesting places. So then I just kept the hands in the pockets because it almost. It's funny because in a way it might look like it's hiding your hands. It might seem deceptive, but actually it feels more vulnerable. Mm. So it's kind of just to stand there like, you know, like, hey, nothing, no space between me and this. No space between me and you, no space between me and two. Like I couldn't defend myself if I wanted to Right. type of, you know, type of thing. So, So that's, you know. Again, like it's 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 it's, 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 
it did not begin with any, uh, it did not uh, shamanism, you know what I'm saying? Or it's re- and, and in a way, it really just, it, it's just an experiment of like, well, what can I do? Like, what can we do? What's actually natural? Mm. What's actually like birthright, you know, or what, you know, is, is and, I, and I think that might be why some people might, you know, get a lot, even if they don't understand all the words, it's just kind of like, if you see... Somebody who's just attempting to keep themselves like personally agendaless. If you if you just to see somebody who's really not trying to gain territory for themselves, but just relaxing to everyone else's, like it's a, it's it's an it's an inviting kind of process. Or people get a sense and, and really just respond naturally. So now it's really more like this is just what's in me, and this is what's in you. This is what's actually in all of us, or a way of going about dealing with reality that's 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 in all of us. I think. I love that because there's so many ways. I feel like you're really humble with what you do, and I feel like there's a lot of ways that you stay very grounded. You know, and again. In one of your interviews, you had said something about like the manipulations of the ruling class and how it plays specifically with poetry and, and just art. Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool and talented, but I'm not really doing something till this or that institution publishes me or until like mm-hmm. my project gets streamed over here, or over there, or until I get, you know, a following. And it's just interesting to hear you speak and hear all the ways in which you stay. Yeah, you just, there's there's a way that you're able to stay humble in the work and really in service to the work in spite of you know like a, a lot of success you're 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 really successful in what you do and yeah there's no question there i just shout out to you for staying humble i, man, don't, well, I, don't know you know, I mean i like to take credit man <laughs> i mean i would you know but but i mean like the giants have already been here you mm-hmm. know like and and also I think partly it's inherent to just poetry because it's we're like on the other end of the spectrum from like boxing or something like this. Yeah, like poetry, <laughs> like like there's nothing on the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm sitting here just like we just talking. I'm just writing. Like it's all it's super internal. It's not physical. There's nothing at stake. Next to and also I mean you know. We all know some like amazing, mind-blowing, larger-than-life people who never did or do anything that like that anybody has noticed. Right. But I'm like, I have no courage. Like, if I was to sit myself next to this, you know, insert a few friends here. Like, I have no courage next to this person. Mm. Next to this person's fearlessness, nothing. I'm nothing. You know what I mean? Or next to, you know. This person's artistry, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Who you think you are when there's been a John Coltrane mm. or a Jimi Hendrix mm. or a Nina Simone? Like, who, who, like, you know what I mean? Or how, when, when, when 50 years ago, they say hip-hop was invented. Like, if there, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, and maybe as a poet, I guess I'm just more sensitive to the creations of others, you know, because mm. I'm like, just like, oh, I'm just... Like, writing about him, <laughs> biographing, you know, every everybody, the world, in in a way. So it's just like I don't really see anything, anything that had me uh, deify myself in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's before we even get into 
the political realities again like so how like okay i'm i'm you know i'm big and bad on the mic but that didn't stop the judge from giving this cat 360 days mm. in jail for murdering my cousin or even the fact that we got to go to a court to get justice you know what i mean like kids in cages bombs over Baghdad, you know what i mean like what what so tough tough where, uh, amazing where amazing how mm. you know what i mean like i i just there's there's way too many people who are amazing and there are way too many villains who don't care anything about what who I can't touch at all mm. for me to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, well, watch out. Here, Tongue here I come. Look at <laughs> look at me. Nah, man. That's that's so I mean, I think it's just like reality reality will will humble you. And and especially for the poet, it's just like you do better to be the nobody. You know, don't force it. Don't perform nobodiness. Don't be like fake nobody. But it's just like as much as you can internally embrace everybody else's eyeballs, the better the poetry is. I can't do that if I'm just like me, 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 me. You know what I mean? Like I have to like I'm I'm trying to slide around the mass imagination, seeing what I can see. You know, it, it's counterproductive even in just in my craft to, you know, to. To, to walk around, you know. And I was like, what the fuck, man? My knees hurt, my shoulder hurt, you know what I'm saying? Man, pain all the time, you know? Dang. People don't like me and I like them. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm over here liking my haters. I don't I know like what to do about it. Like, they don't want to like me back. Dang. You know what I mean? That's cold. Nah, man, it's a nightmare, bro, let alone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Something to, you know, to walk around all juiced, juiced up. I appreciate that because, you know, we live in a world where we live in a world of egos and we out here trying to protect our egos a lot. You're going to be a father. Yeah, Masha man. Allah. Man, so happy for you. Going on the way, man. Oh, man. Yeah. The final frontier, you know. What are you looking forward to? I just want to meet, I just want to meet this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like I just really came. I'm just super curious. Just like what kind of cat, you know, this this motherfucker gonna be, you know? Just just yeah, just the the I'm almost just I just wanna see. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really I guess that's the stage I'm at. Just like an extreme curiosity, man. Yeah, I can't I can't wait, you know. Can't wait to kick it with the homie, you know. Yeah. I hope they learn how to, uh, you know, <coughs> go potty by, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking forward to the diapers, man. Right. There's, there's some parts of it that stickier than others. They said, somebody said like 20 times a day a newborn mm -hmm. takes this shit. Yeah, you better be ready. Bro. Stay ready. Get all your sleep now. That's not cool. Take care of your knees now. <laughs> or baby comes man, around. Yeah, man. Now I'm ready to go through the gauntlet, man. I, I know, I know it's I know it's a blender, man, but in a way, almost just like, man, it just feels like uh just feels like the only reward, man. Mm. Looking forward to the new gang member. See what you see what they bring to the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final question. This is a question I ask every guest during the season because I really wanted to do a, a season for for those of y'all born and raised here. So, what does it mean to come correct in your city? Yeah, you know that's it's that's such like that's a trippy question, you know, because the Bay. I mean, California is not even that old. 
You know what I mean? Itself. You know? Like, yeah, we had like one wave of the Great Migration, and then another one like came for for uh, you know, to build ships for these motherfuckers. But like, you know, it's this is kind of a new this is new to everybody in a way. Mm. Um, or and really, is anybody supposed to <laughs> is anybody supposed to be here in the first place? No, you know what no. I mean? Now, 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 I'm not. Hold on, I could because now I can see all my see all my sucker free friends. Uh-huh. Like, girl, you better tell them, <laughs> you know. But but you know the the Bay Area has always been a transplant. You know, well after you know the colonization and the white, you know, like so. You know, or or really what we had to, I guess, to to pan differently, it's like what we have here is a fucking strange corporate playground, Mm. you know? So the move right here is to join in resistance, frankly. You know what I mean? I mean, etiquette and manners and all that, that's, you know, that's that's groovy. I mean, don't call the the police on people, (laughs) you know what I mean? I would say that. But like you know, man. Ultimately, man, come here and get with some resistance, man. Get with some people who are really, you know, who 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 are really, you know, doing right by the historical process. You know, the the Bay Area will always have this radical, you know, this revolutionary, these revolutionary lineages, and you know, even a revolutionary tendency. You can even argue a revolutionary baseline. Get with that. You know, mm. join with that. Make sure you with that, because everything else is is just is is disgusting at this point. You know, and the thing too, it's like it's almost like we already on a, just another graveyard. You know, I think what people don't like, people have a tendency to think gentrification is just some kind of like economic social Darwinism. Like, yeah, that sucks, but hey, man, you know, go where you can pay the rent. You know what I mean? But nah, man, like. Well, this is murderous, man. Like, this is gentrification is extremely violent, man. It's a lot of extrajudicial killing that come to enforce a, a new public life mm. for these corporate employees. You know what I mean? Rest in peace, Alex Nieto. Mm. You know what I mean? And and there's a lot of like grandmothers kicked out, like sheriffs kicking grandparents out of out of their houses, like forcibly throwing them out, throwing people's stuff out, like. It's it's an extremely violent. So it's like we it, this is not you know this isn't some kind of just like blank canvas for you to paint your individual adventure on. You coming after you 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 step down here after a, a hurricane, you know. So it's like man, get with the survivors. You know what I'm saying? Get with the survivors. Get with the like-minded people and and, and just you know, contribute to struggle. And this goes to all the locals too. You know what I mean? You know, you you let's unify, let's unite in a way that we didn't before. Mm. Which made us easier to move around and and, and and relocate. You know? Like let's knock it off. Let's be how we were supposed to be this whole time. You know what I mean? Like that's that's it. If, if I was to be grumpy about it, you know what I mean? That's what that's that's what this old man got to say, you know what I mean? But other than that, uh, what is it? Enjoy the weed, <laughs> you know what I mean? I am, whatever else floats your boat, you know. But it's a it's a. He said, other than that, enjoy the weed. 
And I'm guessing that's what that movie that I mentioned at the oh, beginning. Oh, re-entrification. Come back. Man, it's a groovy project. Oh man, it's it's my my brother Figo, man. And I'm trying to. Oh man, he. What's the name of the? Or, uh, apologies to the comrade, man. I'm blanking on the uh, on the uh, the umbrella to the effort, man. But the bro Figo, man, he he's like, man, he's just an amazing. Artist comrade, man, it just does such real. I mean, all I know known for is just doing real, real work with the youth, you know, in in, in art itself. Like, and so he put they, him and some other folks. I'm, I, again, I'm sorry for for blanket, but they they put this 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 beautiful project together. It almost reminds me of like, um, remember the Black Power mixtape? Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah, it kind of reminds me. It's it's kind of like that 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 style, you know, but focused on you know. Bay Area, you know, life, San Francisco life, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It'd it, it be around, like, keep an eye, like, like it, it'll pop up in a small theater here, another place there, like, you know. Hell yeah. He's, they're aggressive with it, too. That's why I'm so I'm so sorry for blanking on all the names, is they really move well about it. And everywhere it goes, like, it's not just, like, it, it's a full presentation, like, you know, like, some of the some of the artists from the film will be there performing. There's discussions, you know, like it really is like a, you know, like a, a a small movement of sorts. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of good kind of people energy with it. Nice, yeah. nice full community event. That's what's up. Yeah, it's serious. It's serious. It's really impressive, man. Tongo, thank you so much. Right on, right on. It was so good to sit <laughs> thank, with you and talk you. with you. Here's some of your wisdom and some of your jokes. You know. <laughs> I always appreciate the jokes. I had one more, but I forgot it. You have one more joke? Oh, well. Oh, man. come on. Nah, I forget, man. Sorry, people. Sorry, man. Next time. Next time. <laughs> tune in next time. Yeah, to tune know. in for the next time. Oh, I got it. Oh. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, y'all. As always, this episode was recorded on unceded Lashawn Ohlone territory. May we always honor, acknowledge, and pay our respects to the indigenous peoples, the culture keepers, and the guardians of the lands that we're living on, though that's only the first of many steps, y'all. The beats that have been blessing your spirit and your eardrums were produced by local artists and musicians. Monk Heart to Stop and Everclear, shout out to them. Shukran for being here, for listening, and for witnessing. Ma'asalama. Peace, y'all.